show coming from the rack store. Bet this back in the Mac in the back flow. Let's go chillin' with raccoons by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making door right. But I found this crew and doing alright. We wreck will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack rap from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack rap from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this haystack. It's the rack rap from the back lab. Good morning. It's OA 200 AST, and what does it all stand for? Oh my god, we've got a Dejan fucking masterclass tonight with DeFi Don and Sencom from uh, Migaloo fame and White Whale, guys, right? Uh, so it's Friday, the 17th of March 2023, and this is your daily Cosmos Crypto US of A breakfast show with your host, Rob O'Mare of Rackville, and your favorite pundits. But tonight we have got Bruce Mann here on the panel. His first Friday show. Finn, we're having a bit of difficulty with. Like I said, B-Bands is away. And there's other dramas going on. Anyway, guys, Dijon Masterclass, what's that mean? Well, listen, I've been fucking out of like, DeFi pretty much for nearly 12 months, man. And there's it's fucking lucrative. It's back to being like super lucrative. And I've been listening to some spaces. And I'm like, hey, I need to get back in the game. What am I missing out on? What about because I've spent the last 12 months fucking flipping NFTs and shit, right? And pissing around like doing fucking spaces and that. I need to get back into it. And I think what spaces, what shows can we put on? Well, kind of stuff I would want to fucking like listen to myself. And I'll probably go back to recording and listen and like learn, you know. So without further ado, let me say hello to Brucey lad. Hello, Bruce. Thanks for coming in. First show. Thank you, Robo, man. Always a pleasure. And uh, yeah. I just appreciate the invite to always, yeah, I'm grateful to be able to talk to gigabrains like these two. Yeah, well, I've been hearing as well. People's impressed with your nice, uh, soothing, calming attitude on the Tuesday and Thursday nights, you know, from the madness that I bring to the show, right? It's the yin and yang, bro. I know. I'm, the boxers, to, I'm the boxers to your Winston. That's, that's why I need uh, me wingman up, you know. It's, uh, I'm missing Finn, man. We missed him last week with Frey. And, you know, he's an intelligent guy. Finney would have given him a good run for his money, right? But, yeah, dude, uh, congratulations. And uh, what a show you're going to have. Oh, Jacob, remember, it's the Friday night, dude. It's the close mic. Let us get the DeFi Dacian shit out of the way, then we'll open things up, right? Uh, yeah, dude, uh, Monday night, you've got the Randomness Summit with uh, Moltres, our dev, and uh, NOIS Network, right, who's bringing their uh, randomness to Juno. I kind of get an API 3. I'll keep trying up until the day, but that should be a killer show. Yeah, you're looking forward to that. That's your first, like, real big one. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I, um, I have some stuff lined up. I'm going to do some research and I'm going to do my very, very best. And then I'm always, I love being on air with Moll, man. He has also a giga brain that is super duper random. So I really like that. So it's, yeah. yeah, I'm just so honored to be, to be in company with such wonderful people. 
you kick in with the leading questions and then bang, Moll's in there with the probes, you know, bang, bang. And then, oh, it's good night, VNR. Er. I can't wait for that show. Like, if anyone's listening in, Monday, uh, 8 a.m. EST, same time, right? It'll be an absolute banger. It's going to be, I'm, I'm really, really intrigued to learn more about, like, like. I mean, you kind of see a pure randomness. I think Moll always says, like, there's no such thing as that, right? But as close as you can get. But in these deterministic, like, environments of blockchain, I'm, I'm fascinated just to sit and learn more, and especially Moll to go to town. Let's see, anyway. Right, well, welcome our guests. So first up, he needs no introduction. DeFi Don, one of the original Dejans. I've been popping over at Respaces for quite a while now. Sitting back as a listener, really enjoying myself, guys. If you're having a sleepless night, night over in the States, highly recommend that you pop over and uh, tune in to him. Salturian, JK, a few other people, right? It's really, yeah. It's a nice little good, like, relaxing, like, uh, listen, you know. Be prepared to hear about Alice baking cakes and all sorts of shit, right? But uh, welcome, Don, to the show, brother. How you doing, mate? You all right? Have you had much sleep? Yeah, no, I'm doing good. Um making some pretty fucking solid plays in the DeFi space. Oh, should I not swear? Oh, dude. <laughs> Come on, it's us, man. We got, like, right. demonetized in the first five minutes of the first show, bro. We, it's game over for us already. <laughs> we've, got, right. we've got, like, 70 episodes of me calling people pleb cunts, like, basically, like, dude, on all platforms. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I'm I still wondering why you're not banned yet. It's like the smelliest Twitter spice. I've ever attend. Well, I did get banned, but that was like for threatening to slap someone who like slapped a little dude. So I was like, right. I went off it and I got banned for that. Like, uh, and then I got banned for the uh, bad kids stuff. Like when I went overboard, like loads of people reported me and they banned me for fucking seven years for that. When we uh, when we had the wake for uh, the funeral and that for Jay Cartnell, that was crazy. That like one of the maddest weekends of my fucking life. I'll tell you. Oh, take, take devices off Robo after midnight, you know, I'm like a fucking gremlin on on this spaces, man. John, we're going to be getting into all this stuff. I kind of wait to hear your cute little cat in the background. So I want to say a warm welcome, guys, to uh, one of the hardest working devs, I think, uh, out there. What I've seen, like, uh, Sen gone, honestly, this guy doesn't fucking stop. Wait, dude, when do you sleep? Come on. I don't sleep. Jeez. I just work faster. Sleep faster, work faster. I feel like I've got like rigor mortis when I'm uh, when I'm following you. Like, first of all, um, thanks for everybody for waiting for me. So I was, you know, having some some nice lunch. No insects allowed. So I'm feeling you know refreshed and powered now. So let's fucking go. Good man. But you know what we're here to talk. I mean, we're pure ch- like just chat like shit all night. I mean, we tried to have a, like a format or something, like kind of like the first week, and it just fell on the wayside, and then. We got much better reactions. Like people just coming on, right? This is a show where I can go off it. I say what the fuck I like, and we've had some blinding shows recently. We had Dead, Dead Right Dove on. We had Ryan the Lion on. Uh, we had Joseph from uh, Pegasus and uh, Swift, and that was hilarious. We had Free the Needlecast, the validator from uh, June on others uh, last week, which was really fucking interesting. And then uh, we had Tammy uh, the, from the Red Gang, the investigator, two two weeks ago. So these are like little fanboy like uh, kind of nights that we have, where it's like these are the people we want to hang with and chill with, talk shit, but also like find out, you know, a little bit about you guys for maybe the people that don't know, you know. 
So, I mean, uh, Ten, obviously you, uh, you're part of the White Whale team who basically like uh, built uh, Migaloo as well, right? So you got the new chain up and running. How's things going, dude? I see you're producing blocks. I was having a look. Yeah, so we're producing blocks. Um, Jacob is also here in the call from Notional. And really, I need to get, give credit where it's due. So we've, when we started you know, laying out the plans for the chain, we got Notional on board to support us. And really, Notional is, they're insane. They're like, you know, all over it, working day and night on it. And, and yeah, chain is looking good. And we're integrating Alliance like very fucking soon, like maybe today, maybe tomorrow. And then, you know, all bets are off. Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? We're going to have a little celebration for that. Did you hear that? All bets are off. Uh, so I'm just checking, Sen, right? I mean, I have caught you on other interviews, and I know you've done loads, and people always ask the questions, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and all this shit, that bullshit. We're not going to do that. But you are, the, uh, you are the CEO, the tech lead, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, a little bit background about myself. So I'm from Germany. I am you know, computer scientist by academics, you know, kind of nerdy. Um, worked in AI, but you know, I wanted to make some money, so I started, you know, investing in crypto. Then I lost it all, and then I thought, hey, that's so much fun. And I don't know, I quit my job, and now I'm full time crypto for you know a long time now. Joined so you define, yeah? Do you, do you define the word Dijon? Would you say like Dijon by name, Dijon by fucking nature? That's what you essentially are, right? Yeah, by heart, yes. In the heart, I am. So and that's how, how I went, you know, come into the space. But obviously, I stayed for the tech, stayed for the vision, and I'm still working here for the people. And that's why I'm here right now. So joined White Whale, um, you know, I think one and a half years ago as a you know, guy who wrote trading bots for them. But then, you know, Terra Classic collapsed. And then, you know, we came up with a new model. And... Um, yeah, I became the CTO, and since then, I'm I'm leading the efforts on the technical side of the team. Uh, can I can I ask is is that have the ticker whale? Sure. No, does it? I'm asking because because I, I have I claim some whale tokens. I'm not even sure what they are. Yeah, if you claim them, that's probably whale from white whale from us. Solid. Actually, that's a good comment. That I've got some little uh, well, not airdrop uh, alpha. Most of you should know this, but if you don't, guys, right? And I found like a couple airdrops today. I didn't even know I had. But uh, if you notice, uh, Dow Dow, if you go on and you go to like the me section with the like Juno wallet, and obviously you've got multiple wallets that's been like hot and cold. You know, you go through them and check them, and it'll just like bring up all your balances. And today I was like, fucking hell! And it's because uh, I hadn't added the contract. Uh, into like I didn't even know that I had like signal on one of the wallets must be from like ages ago or whatever but there was like shitloads there that like I, I hadn't even took like Joe and fucking uh, oh what's uh, oh Spitters Tokens in there as well has anybody noticed Spitters Token in there as well Bets or whatever it's called with a Z B-E-T-Z no yeah yeah B-E-T-Z yeah, but it's it's a really good way just to be able to check your CW where uh, 20 airdrops like really like quickly and easily you know Wait, are you using something other than Juno.tools? Uh, well, dude, th these, I hadn't even seen them on Juno.tools. I didn't know about it. There was an expiry or not or something. I don't know, but uh, I've never seen Signal on there or Joe on there. I mean, Signal did it themselves, I think, through Token Factory, didn't it? 
So, so where, where, where are you claiming these? Uh, it's just if you go to Dow Dow and then on the drop down menu on the left hand side, yeah, like Dow Dow dot one, and then it'll say like me, and you just click in, and if you go through like all of your Juno wallets. But the thing is, like, I mean, this is really for CW twenties, isn't it? Like what, 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 yeah. what it's going to show up, yeah. I think you need to register your airdrop with Dow Dow and stuff. And our airdrop, it's our own contract because we had to send over because you know whale is not a CW twenty contract. It's it's a chain, so we had to send the fucking whale over and airdrop it there. Yeah, yeah, correct. Was it a nightmare? Was it trying to airdrop all these chains, or was it easy? If you're a technical nerd like you know the guys on our team, it's easy. But if you're not, it's hell. Oh, I like that. Modest, modest as well as smart, eh? <laughs> no, man, th this is, you know, this sucks. Actually, it should be easy for everybody. So that's why we're building this interchain kind of stuff to make it easy for everybody. I mean, there's a, there's a question I really wanted to know that was quite bugging me for a while, right? Was, uh, do you wish you, you guys, I know you did the Migaloo chain in like three weeks. Do you wish, though, that you'd made the move earlier when you look at like Kujira? And you think, fuck, if we just done it like then when they did, look what we would have like set up by now and that, right? Or no, probably not. So our idea was always build first and then get a token. And that's what we're trying to do. So we, we first build our protocol, the white whale decks, you know, live on you know five chains and the flash loans and the bots and all that stuff. And then we thought, now we got something to show. Now we can create a token and create a chain. So we, that's an interesting one. Were you the main fella behind the flash loans? Because from what I gather, and I, I'm not that intelligent when it comes to like the real techie techie stuff, right? I like I like basics, you know, layman's version or whatever, but I do kind of like understand it and I'll explain some stuff, right? That's pretty much like as fucking degeny as it gets, right? How, how, how did you get into that? I mean, was it you behind uh, these flash loan bots or what? Were you the guy behind it? Um, back in the days on Terra Classic, I used to build the flash loan bots, but now, um, you know, with the new, new protocol, I'm not building them anymore. Um, I'm more, you know, like creating the tokenomics, you know, managing projects. That's more my role right now. Um, but the, the flash loans, they're really, yeah, I mean, you guys witnessed it, witnessed it firsthand. I mean, your protocol got exploited by, uh, our flash loans on Chihuahua, I think. So that's kind of nasty. So it's really, it's nope. very powerful. I mean, yeah, imagine yeah. you can get unlimited money for a single transaction. You can do whatever you like with it. But it's also, Bro, you can do both and good and bad. Bro, when I found out about like the NFT minting, how like you could essentially, when you mint, right, but you would be able to like view it or at least like view it's like metadata or the rarity in a bot and then like decide if you wanted to actually mint it or not within the same block, right? That's This is what the dev was explaining to me. This is like proper Dijon stuff that like, isn't it? Technical Dijon stuff though, right? Yeah, that's technical Dijon stuff, yeah. And it's also kind of, you know, nasty. You know, it's not like the gentleman's work. So, so did you just decide, right, we're going to build a chain like for our products instead of worrying about like putting our products, well, it's actually, it's a wise thing that you've got your products all over anyway, isn't it? Before you built your own chain, right? But uh, did you essentially just build a chain like for your particular products? Yeah, so our chain is a permissionless chain. So in, in that sense, it's on the same level as, as Terra or Juno or Chihuahua on on that matter. But um, And everybody is invited to build on Migal. You know, it's a permissionless chain. 
but really the focus is um, we have a product, you know, this Whitewell protocol, and that's the flagship application of the chain. And we're actively looking for people to build around it. So that's the, that's the idea. And, you know, some people ask, hey, why didn't you do a permissionless chain? And the answer is permissionless chains suck because it's, it's a nightmare for everybody, for builders to, to get their apps live there and maintain them. So, yeah, we made it permissionless. Oh, yes, I saw the little uh, sneaky little raccoons over there throwing some dice or something. Uh, yeah, was it yesterday? Sneaky little uh, raccoons up the Megalodrian pipe there. I saw that. Yeah, let's talk about that. So what's happening there? Are you telling me I can, I can gamble away, away all my whale airdrop? Is that true? <laughs> because that's really dangerous, man. I have no. You might, you might, get, some, you might get some free spins if you do. <laughs> Or the NFT, the NFT jackpot. Oh, raw, raw. As soon as we heard permissionless, it was like, ding, ding. Like, it's the same with like Archway. Like, Raccoon just needs as many outposts everywhere, don't they? I mean, every permissionless chain needs a rack casino. Hey, hey, Sen, what do you, what, what do you think about Kava? Not much. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I know Kava is like this EVM stuff and it, I always feel kind of weird if, if you build an EVM chain in the cosmos. I mean, why, why are you not using Ethereum rollups like Arbitrum? I mean, it's, it's freaking fast. Yeah, I think it's just access to more liquidity, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I just wanted your take on that. Carver is uh, an interesting one, and we're going to do a show, uh, a, a special on that with uh, a couple of people probably next week because it's I, I mean i know what don's been doing over there and i've been talking to brian and stuff and bruce knows about this as well right because they, they got the biz dev contract for it right the funding uh it's such a weird scenario that they've got going on with their like validators how they're basically like helpless and trapped uh and and a lot of them have, like lost money or down bad or whatever and they cannot like they cannot do anything because it's all kind of centralized whatever uh, the governance and foundation delegations and all of this sort of shit like that on the validator side it's as crooked as it is it's like todd from block pain and that was saying he just kind of get out of it like or he will be like down right ridiculous but then on the other hand you'll see like what brian's done with the kind of biz dev work fuck and then it's pumping i mean the the couple of applications have got going on over there man it's good they're going fucking crazy since don told me about them even before brian i was like all right okay and then when we spoke to Brian about uh, doing some sponsorship work with them and promotions, that's when he mentioned, he's like, all right, go and keep your eye on these. And I'm like, Don just mentioned these other week. And they're just uh, printing bills for fucking days done, right? Yeah. Weekly right now, I'm earning $1,300. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. The, the, the second day Mayor and Vera launched, I believe it was the second day, second or third day, um, they both went up 250%. So, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I remember that. I was, also you... in, I, I was in the LGE as well. So as soon as I it launched and I was able to claim, I had already 4X my initial investment. And now that you're just earning insane APYs to lend and borrow. So I just lend, borrow, lend, right? So I kind of leverage it a little bit. Well, yeah, it's pumping out crazy rewards. 
that's something that we're going to come to because uh, I, there's, there's, I've got some really like uh, kind of good questions for you where uh, two guys, right? This is this is the crack night, right? We've never this is the first time we've done something like this, like like DeFi based. We've been doing NFT shit, blah blah. But I'm like, right, okay, we need to sort this out. We need to get a little bit more educated if we're falling behind a bit, right? So, Don, uh, when would you say, dude? Like, did you first become like a Dijon or? Like before crypto, were you in other like sort of shit trading or whatever it was? Like, have you always had this like streak in you, or like did it? Did you get wrecked and then you made a comeback? How how did you end up with a name for DeFi? Don anyway. Right. So so DeFi is a new thing. De- DeFi started in 2019. That's when like Aave came out and Compound came out. So it, it, it's it's really a new thing and. Uh, there was a phase that was called DeFi summer and it was right before the, the like the pandemic bull market a couple of months prior. Uh, it was DeFi summer and uh, all of the, like it was yield farming with like thousands of percent APYs and shit. Like people were just learning the models of the APY and what you do with it. Um, so yeah, it was basically like, I want to say, maybe three, four months of just everything pumping super hard and everyone earning these super crazy yields. And uh, literally just in one day, all of a sudden the bull market just fucking, or it wasn't a bull market yet, but uh, your portfolio was cut in half overnight. (laughs) So uh, yeah, literally I had $12,000 in that portfolio. Woke up the next morning to six thousand, and uh, then then like everything just went sideways until like the real bull market kicked off. But like that's that's where it started, because I like I what it was is I saw programmable money. That's what, that's what it was, right? The what the way you can actually incentivize people with a smart contract and put different attributes into the way everything flows it's just it's fa- it was just fascinating uh oh, yeah so, 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 you never go back on right once you're in there's no going back yeah absolutely yeah it, it just consumed all all of my time because i just wanted to learn more and more and more and yeah so i just went down a huge rabbit hole never turned back and it was the best decision of my life to just do just crypto honestly how long how long have you been just like doing crypto kind of like full-time or whatever about three and a half years wow fucking hell and you'd never go back right i bet you wouldn't no way. <laughs> change my oh. life literally. i love that though programmable money man that's what all the fucking talks about no matter how much they try to talk about bitcoin all right yeah 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 i just love how you you're you're actually in control of your money too like yeah because the bank is like so i was uh got wrapped up in the celsius thing and like the banks are just like celsius they don't have your assets right so that's that's also what i love about DeFi. because when all when all of cfi was collapsing going into chapter 11 bankruptcy DeFi just fucking absorbed it and didn't didn't even blink an eye 
This, this is something I really wanted to ask you, if you don't mind. I hope it's not like too personal, right? But when I listen to you on the spaces, I'm like, like this guy doesn't sound like the kind of guy that would give his money to Celsius. Like, what, what was it like? Like, you're the last person I would have thought would have given fucking any, any like custodial your money, right? Even if it was only a little bit. No, I, I think you sound always like the guy that takes like care of his own shit, you know? Uh, but yeah, man, what made you like even like get involved in Celsius? Just yields, right? Yeah, no, no, you're right. Like, when I look back on it, I, I don't even know why I was on Celsius because the whole reason I got into crypto was to be self sovereign, right? So, uh, but yeah, no, it was what it was is I didn't want to lock up my ETH and they had a really high ETH yield. And also, they gave us uh, 5% on Bitcoin. So, yeah, that, that, you couldn't get that anywhere else so and everyone like literally cons- like thought it was the safest platform in terms of cfi ended up being <laughs> not the safest at all it was the worst oh bro some of those influencers man have got a lot to answer for for right across the mall i mean pomp and like uh was block tony johnny and uh, voyager like how fucking quiet did some of those go when it all fucking crashed, right? Dude, yeah, no, it, it it's all super crazy, dude. Yeah, like Alex Mashinsky, ne- Celsius never turned a profit. Literally, they never turned a profit. This was uh, stated in the examiner's report. He, and and <laughs> literally, what he would do is he would take customers' funds. One, he was taking customers' funds to pay other people out that were withdrawing. Also, he was t- taking it to buy the stealth token to pump the price to make it an illusion the company was doing well. And oh, he's they, not going to pay like, with a pyramid game like that, I don't know. That's a fucking pyramid game, man. Simple dude, life. It, it is. Like, the examiner <laughs> report was, was crazy, dude. Do you think he's yeah. going to jail or not? No. Do I what? Do you think he'll go to jail or not? It's hard to say. Are they after him for securities fraud, are they or not? I don't follow it that much. Well, so the the New York, um, uh, the, what do you call it? The, the state, uh, the state district. lawyer, right? Yeah. Oh, the uh, attorney. Yeah, the right, attorney. Right. He, he sued Mashinsky for fraud. Um, I'm pretty sure he won, too. But I don't know what that that doesn't affect our case. I don't like it, supposedly. Have they given you a timeline or not? New York Attorney General. That's what I was thinking. Of. What are the attorney general like? Like when when we might get our funds back? Yeah. Uh. Well, first of all, we're definitely getting a huge haircut. We're probably going to get fifty percent on the dollar. Um. But. No, like, uh, we thought it would be getting close to being over by now, but we're still in, like, the bidding process where uh, this company, Nova Wolf, is trying to buy us out, and they're giving us a shit deal, and they're putting, like, crazy <clears throat> things in, in the in the plan, like, the contract, like, stating, like, if you vote no for the plan and they still get it, you get less back than if you were to vote. <laughs> yes. 
It's so crazy. That's, that's piracy, that, right? That's modern-day piracy. It's, it's litigated, litigated extortion. It's crazy. Wow, that's insane. Uh, right, so there's a, there's a couple of questions. Uh, Sen, you know, I want to take you, take you back, not take you back to your Asian days, right? But obviously, like, you're working for a project, right? Quite high level in that now, but... Dude, tell us, plebs, because this this question's coming to you and done, right? There, Sen. Tell me, how would you go about, like, back in the day, like, looking for your Dijon strategies? Are these kind of things mostly word of mouth or, ch like, chat rooms? Is it just, like, searching through mediums and Twitter? I mean, Sen, where, where do people go if they're not really, maybe they're, you know, flipping NFTs, they want to branch out a little bit, or they're just stakers, but they're thinking, come on. We're pumping, I might have some Dijon play. Where do you start, Sen? Where's where's some good advice to become a little DeFi Dijon? Um, I probably shouldn't say this, but you guys know 4chan. They got a nice business and finance board and they give great financial advice. Um, not financial advice by me, but you know, it certainly helped me. <laughs> that's that's the way to start things. Another way, um, so I was clicking literally. I open up Coin Market Cap, and I literally click through the first I don't know two or three hundred tokens one by one, and just checked out everything. It was you know week long process, and then I think it was you know self runner. It just went going and bam bam bam. Did you have any when you looked on uh, like Coin Market Cap or Gecko? Did you have any metrics like sort of like oh, okay under five million market cap or? You know, must be at a certain FDV, or was there any like metrics that you would use before you would go further into projects? So back in the Dijon days, I was just looking. All right, does it? What's the pumpermentals? Does it? Does it have some you know, Ponzi Ponzi vibes to it? You know, do you guys know Fortis on Juno? Oh, that was <laughs> triple A! Oh my god, that was so yeah. much fun. Bro. I literally no guy who invested in this shit. I think it was like seven dollars. Oh my god. That was fun. We had so much fun on there, man. I cannot believe the raccoons just absolutely plundered that entire thing. We were like literally like the first people with their G Fot stake, man. Dude, we went mental. But you know what? Oh, some of us fucked up. Like, uh, Rama sent out a little warning, like, uh, don't forget to unstate your tokens before the 48-hour cutoff, the uh, the GFOT. And, bro, my GFOT at one time was worth, like, a small fortune. But even though th that ended up being nothing in the long like long run, what we got out in the BFOT and cashing out, I mean, at first, I was like, what strategy are we doing, like, first 48 hours? First couple of epochs was, like, Steak off, sell off, and then dude, it kept going up like five, six dollars, and it's like what? And then it's like right, dump the lot every day. Fuck, it was printing for days. That shit, man, it was unbelievable. That's the best play I've ever had, like in DeFi. I think one of the maybe second best plays was maybe staking Juno and getting the Nita airdrop. That was a shit show. Oh my god, I think this was the first airdrop on Juno. And everybody was, you know, screaming 100k per Nita, and it, I think it pumped up to 30k per. Oh no, yeah, 30k for the whole oh, airdrop. Really, it, it reached oh 3.3k. Yeah, three three uh, k. That's, that's 40k for the stupid airdrop. Yeah, and oh my god, bro, I know someone, man. Listen to this. 
right at the time, right at the crucial time, do you know what they did? Instead of like uh, like re-delegating or whatever, like the undelegated, like by mistake and missed the drop. Thanks for playing. That was that. That was right back in the early days when they were really like new to the whole thing. This person's like really like pumping like these days, right? Very very clever, astute guy. But man, that net of air drop, man, to lose that would have been like, oh, I wouldn't have slept for fucking weeks. I can imagine. But I'm gonna be frank with you. So my risk appetite has, you know. It's come down, you know. I, I, you know, got a girl, you know, got a wedding to pay. You know, you need to take it a notch down, like when you're single. But you know, back in the days, this was crazy. But I'm not gonna lie. If there's like a really, really good, you know, Ponzi launching somewhere, that would be fun. Like Fortis again. Yeah. Yeah, he's tried to like have a relaunch, and it's a bit flat, isn't it? It's a bit like yeah. Nothing yeah, but he, he 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 also lives in Turkey, right? So I think the earthquake and everything like kind of took the the speed out of the project. But like sitting here and listening to all of your amazing DJ plays, man, I missed all of them. Like every single one of the plays you've been talking about, I missed them. And I'm single, income, so I'm. I'm starting to think, okay, should I move back into with, with my parents and then just like go all in with my paycheck? Yeah, and just play it. That's that's really the patrician way to do it in the 21st century. And and Sen, have you uh, been playing around on other uh, sort of these L2s and stuff uh, like uh, Arbitrum and stuff? Have you been in Optimism? Have you been uh, over there having a smell around on some of the decks or whatever? I. I was, but I didn't get the airdrop. I am devastated. Looking at the IOU, like at nine bucks right now, and everybody printing five figures, I am, my day is ruined. Oh dear, well, I think you missed uh, Don at the beginning. Uh, Don, did you say you got a nice healthy airdrop or something? What was it worth? Uh, 18,000. Oh. Yeah, 18, I am devastated. I need to look up. I think there are a couple of more layer twos like Starknet. So I'm, I'm yeah. gonna waste some gas fees on them. You know, gotta learn from my mistakes that that won't happen again for me. Yeah, yeah well, the one. I mean, the optimism one too. Yeah, on on it on Starknet gonna do uh, like the isn't that from Startware right? Aren't they gonna do like the the uh, rewards for the people who've been like uh, testing out uh, stuff? I saw ages ago. I saw the YouTube videos that were doing like the tutorial stuff, right? And I believe if you like done done some of the tutorial testing things or whatever, like created stuff, they're they're in for nice airdrops, right? Uh, guys, very quickly before we ask Don about his favorite strategies, I've got a big announcement. Uh, it is minted. Uh, obviously, it's all governance on the DAO, so I do have to put put a prop A fifteen up. So Ambedo, thank you for voting uh, on on dude on your pick. Uh, congratulations. So, Sen, uh, you kind of saw the prop, what we put up today. Uh, the prop is Mint exclusive one-on-one Megaloo NFT uh, by Ambedo. And you guys can uh, obviously see it in the collection. So, I'm going to put a prop up then, Sen, to send it. Sorry, my microphone fell over. To send it to your validator uh, address, right? And then you'll be able to view it on MintScan, right? Yeah, let's fucking do this. This is our little, like, gift to you, dude, you know? 
This is our little like welcome to the Rock FM family. Thank you very much. I'm 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 delighted and grateful to have this. Uh, I saw the artwork, and you guys are really crushing it with the artwork. You know, it looks really, really high quality shit. Oh, dude, all, all, all credit for the artwork goes to Ampedo and Brasco, man. Those guys are working relentless, and they both have like Fiat minds they have to attend to. Yeah, I think Brasco's in, in this call here. So yeah, thanks, man. Looks insane. Yeah. Because Ambedo, well, Ambedo, Ambedo is the artist behind this one. He does like the, the one-off cartoon specials and stuff, right? But guys, listen, I think this is about the fifth, sixth, or even seventh edit, right? He's like, I'm not happy yet. I'm not happy yet. I want to work on the water. And what he's actually produced, uh, we have had to reduce the image, but the image, the actual original one, uh, send maybe if you want to like print it out for your office or something, right? The original one, dude, is huge. I can send you that on Discord, no problem, yeah. Look lovely in a in a little frame or something, uh, but man, this kid went off like researching like Migaloo whales. He's come back, he's like, oh, it's like this albino, but da, da, da. he's like, right, what about Don? And like just sniffing around for ideas, and then he just comes back with something like that. Yeah, I mean, send to me. These things are priceless. You can't you can't get these things like anywhere else, kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Totally. And I'm wondering, you know, now that the whole Rack FM family is here, so on Migalu, we're building, or Backbone Labs, to be precise, is building an NFT marketplace. Is that, that something interesting for you? Well, bro, I, I did have a, quite a, a lengthy call with GAG the other day. Uh, and honestly, when I came off, man, I was just so pumped for, for what, what they're doing. And for that guy himself, like, he's just insane. His energy is infectious, like, and he's like, I understand now when you talk to him on a call one-on-one, man, uh, I know what Bonzi was saying about, like, you know, he's a go-getter, blah, blah, blah. His energy is insane, like I say. But, yeah, it was very, very interesting. And, uh, I mean, obviously, the Racks are building the NFT marketplace on Huahua, and I saw that was one of them on the list. But I did see uh, Migaloo was on there, uh, Juno was on there, and there's a, is there another one as well? Migaloo and Huawei, right? Was the four? The building on four to start, right? So the building the grave digger, or they've got the grave digger deployed, but then they're going to build an NFT marketplace as well, right? And you're going to be able yeah, to exactly. stay yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to, the model is pretty cool. So you got these NFTs and they earn revenue from the liquid staking protocol, the grave diggers. And then the NFT collection controls like, the, the distribution of the stake and stuff. So that's, that's really neat. It is. It's an interesting setup they've got. Uh, I think, you know, I might have to speak to GG and see if he wants to like come on and do like a proper show and talk about it. But when we were talking on the phone the other day, I was like, dude, I'll be right behind this. I mean, he, he said how we like, we'll be able to create revenue, you know, but uh, Rax, Rax is going to be looking at this because they're going to be interested in what people are doing on marketplaces and that, and they're going to be sniffing all over it, you know? Just tell him to tell him to go to Huawei last, you know. Huawei doesn't need a marketplace just yet, then you know. <laughs> you tell him, you know. We him. need a front run. We need a front run of like three months, you know. Well, <laughs> Juno hasn't got the best marketplaces. We've all been complaining. I mean, he, he sounds like they can deploy pretty quickly. But yeah, Gravedigger, uh, Barebones, Rack FM, big fans, big supporters. We love them. Right, Brucey, do me a favor. You're going to find out about DeFi Dons. Uh, trading strategies while I listen in and get this prop up right while we're online yeah I'll do that I want to no get worries. a password and it the sends their wallet so you can see it on Minscan go on then do take over 
I will. I have so a question for you guys. Oh, sorry. Yeah, come on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead before we go to DeFi done. I was just wondering, do you guys think the money printer is back on or not? Man, I don't know. I, I, I'm the wrong guy to ask, man. I never, I never took advantage of any money printer. So if it is, if it's on, man, I wouldn't notice. I don't think it you is. You will. You don't, Don. I don't. Um, no. You think they the going to crash the banks and just, you know, leave it in shambles? No, I don't think it's as bad as um, it's being made out to be. Um, I, I I think they're going to, I would guess they're going to raise 25 base points um, when they do it. But I, I think, I think it's like been priced in, honestly. Like the market's obviously not caring. Uh, and they printed close to ten trillion dollars in one year. They didn't. They didn't spend all that. They. They like a lot of that's just sitting somewhere. So, if they were going to get money anywhere, it. I don't think they need to print it right now. And if they did, it'd be unnecessary. Like. So you think they're gonna crash the bank? <laughs> and Ray, so crash the banks. Raise or you know, you know, say bail them out at the same time, and raise the interest rates. That's going to be a fucking firework, man. Right, right. But this is the thing. This is why Bitcoin's actually proving that it can it can do what what it's supposed to do. It, it people are actually going into Bitcoin because they don't trust the banks. Yeah, and it's starting to become apparent that people are also leaving stable coins because you know, right. everybody thought USDT is like the black sheep from Bitfinex, but it still works. And um, but everybody thought, hey, USDC, that's like you know the safest shit out there. And then, boom. And I, I'm gonna formulate it like this: like, TradFi is a systemic risk for crypto. Like, yeah. banks are fucking us. No, yeah, and, and you like, yeah, that that the whole the night USDC was depegging that that uh, that was that was incredible. Like, I've I've never seen it go down to eighty eight cents like that. Who had the balls like, to arp this? Hands up. Who was ballsy enough in this audience? Well, you, you know, I got kind of lucky. I had a bunch of stables of LUSD. And it ended up going to 102. <laughs> so, like, I, I was actually safe. I mean, I had some USDC, but. Yeah. So. Good. Yeah, I'm just going to cut you off. You're done. Let's get into your trading strategy, man. So, how how is it going right now? What, what What's hot? Uh, I'm on Sunny and Mare right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm more of a, like, I swing trade. I, I don't do, like, day trading and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love the lending and borrowing protocols because you get, you essentially get three APRs, right? You, you Like, say I lend out $1,000. I get 5% APY. And then I borrow uh, seven hundred dollars, and that that's another APY. And then I I just take that borrow and I just lend it right back out to, <laughs> to them, 
and I get a third APY. So now I'm earning, it's kind of like a leverage, you could say. And uh, so now you're earning with more money and more yields. And you're not, if you also bring in a, a separate asset to be the backstop collateral, you, 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 assign, you can't get liquidated. So you're, you're, Bro, you're how did how did risk. you figure that out? Um, <clears throat> it's just from doing it over time. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a well known strategy. So, uh, yeah, I don't remember. I just just from playing with them, you realize you can do that. And if you're borrowing the same asset. You're you're not at risk of liquidation because there's no there's no way of over appreciating over appreciating compared to your what you've lent out your collateral. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty smart, man. That seems like a very safe teaching play. Like what 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 could be the potential risk in this strategy? Potential risk is if somehow the supply, uh, like it's almost like a run on the bank situation, I guess, right? So if there's nothing to, uh, well, hold on, let me let me think about this. Okay, do we need some time? Because I have a question for Sencom. Yeah. Oh no. No. Yeah. So yeah. If if you go to uh, pay back what you supplied, and that like, uh, but you can't. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Give me a minute. I gotta look. No worries. This. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So Sencom, just to backtrack a little bit, um, when you were talking about the flash loans and. And it, it wasn't a gentleman's tool, right? Or a gentleman's game. So I was just wondering, like, what were you, what were your intention with building it? Was it just like to see what you could do? Or? Well, flash loans, they're, we didn't invent this. So flash loans, they were invented on Ethereum, but we were the first to get them into the cosmos. So we just, you know, Ethereum is in solidity and cosmos is mostly in cosmosm. So we were the first to get it to Cosmosm. And flash loans, they're like a really sharp kitchen knife. You can do good things with it, like chop your onions, make a tasty meal, but you can also do bad things with a kitchen knife, like cut your finger or kill somebody. And that's really all it's about. And if you want the greatest, really the greatest efficiency in your kitchen and make the tastiest meals, you need sharp knives. But you need, need to make sure that there's no psychopath in your kitchen to kills everybody that's really all it is and at the end of the day flash loans it's really nothing else but take whatever money you need do whatever shit you need and pay it back in the same transaction that's all flash loans is um and then you have you know smart contracts or protocols or apps that are exploitable you know they have a bug in there and then somebody can really exploit these 
these bugs really easily because they don't even need any more money because the flash loan gives them any money they need. Like with NFTs, you mint an NFT with a flash loan. Mm, that sucks. I'm going to revert that. I don't want it and try again until I get the rare legendary premium NFT. Yeah, it's a huge advantage, right? Compared to like all the retail users that have no idea of what they're doing and what tools are available. Exactly. And then now it's, you know, the, now whoever builds this NFT minting smart contracts, that's the guy who needs to make sure that it can't be exploited. So it's a safer, you know, it builds a safer system for everybody. Yeah, at least it motivates to start building a safer system. So, like, when we don't use our knives for, for cutting off our own fingers or whatever you could possibly do with it, and we use them for making a good, delicious meal, like, what potential do you think the flash loan have for good intentions, good intentioned actions? Yeah, a bunch of, and, and we and our deaf community, we're using our flash loans to do good things. For example, one good thing is arbitrage. You know, there's a whale fat fingering on, on TerraSwap. And now the price is completely off against the other DEXs on Terra, like our DEX, like, like Astroport. And then another user comes along and wants to trade. And he goes to TerraSwap and he gets a shit price, even though he could buy it much cheaper on, on our decks. And that's where arbitrage comes in. So that's essentially, you know, buy low, sell high. And you take a flash loan, you buy low on Astroport or on, on TerraSwap, you move it over to White Whale, sell it high, and then you make some bank. The prices are stable again. Everybody's happy. Or another thing, you know, flash loans, they're mostly used or also a lot used for lending protocols. So I don't know who it was, but somebody really eloquently put, I don't know what flash loans are doing, but they increase the efficiency of me getting liquidated. Great. And that's kind of the nutshell of it. Awesome. Thanks, Income. So DeFi done. Did yeah, do we yeah. have the numbers? Yeah, yeah, I figured it out. So what what would happen is if you if all the supplied assets were borrowed, if they're all borrowed and you couldn't withdraw uh and give it back to them because of that, that's the only way. You would just have to wait until more of that asset was deposited so you could withdraw and pay back. That's what I was Thank you. Awesome, man. But that's yeah, that's that's essentially a <laughs> extremely low probability. So yeah, almost risk free is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how uh, much go ahead. go ahead then? No, I, I was just gonna say, yeah, my 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 borrow limit your yeah it's like your health factor essentially um i just keep it around 60 percent. it has to get to 100 percent to liquidate you so um yeah and it, it doesn't move because i have stables backstopping it so yeah yeah it's it's i'm over collateralized earning super high yields right now 
No, I'm so no. happy for your success, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, and, that's, and it's risk-free. It's not like a liquidity pool where you can incur that impermanent loss, right? So, John, what do you think about self-repaying loans? Like you put in liquid staking derivative and you take thing. a loan on the future yield and then you degen out with whatever you get and then it also pays back without liquidation risk. Wait, you borrow off the future yield? Yeah. So so walk walk me through that real quick. So you got a yield bearing asset like um like a liquid staking token. And you deposit it into a lending protocol. But it, it's not a general purpose borrow and lending protocol, but you lend you get a stablecoin back while lending, and it is borrowed against the future yield of the liquid staking token. So let's say you put in one ETH, one liquid stake ETH, and loan a hundred bucks against it. And then you got a hundred bucks, you can move them around, but there's no liquidation risk for the ETH. And then it takes, I don't know, a year until you get your principal back because that's the time it takes until the the staking yield or the, the staking rewards of the ETH pay paid back the stable coin. Or you can right. just, you know, close it earlier by redepositing whatever is outstanding. Yeah, so Alchemist does that. They do? You ever heard, you, you ever heard of Alchemist? Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? It's, it's, a, it's, it's a great idea. It's... it's, it's it's genius, really. Because I don't know. Yeah, so it's not like you can loan against you no know, like crazy ratios. It's more like for the risk for the calm people like me. So probably it's not so much interesting for you. But I don't know. Yeah. I think that's very interesting because you can get some free free moving money without um yeah, getting too much risk. So how do you turn up the yield on something like that? Because if you could do that and give a high, much higher yield, that would be super crazy. Obviously, it's not going to stay there forever, but what would you have to do? To get what exactly? A higher yield. Like what, what? 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 What else could you implement in the protocol to leverage a higher yield? I don't know. I mean, the yield must come from somewhere, and usually it's from people buying. I don't know. So really, sustainable tokenomic models are freaking hard. You know, Ponzi's are easy, but actually doing an economic system—it's—it's it's insanely hard. Right. Right. Could you, like something like. <clears throat> Like every depositor, there's like a 1% slippage that goes back into everybody's rewards or something like that. Yeah, I mean, something like this could work. I mean, at Whitefield, we're trying, we're also trying to do some real economic stuff, not, not like Ponsonomics. And damn, it took us so long to figure this out. There's so many moving pieces, how to, and it's so hard to get real yield into your system. That's right. not just, you know, you inflate some token. And after a year, it sits at zero, whatever, and everybody left and is dumped on. It's freaking hard, man. Yeah, that's the number one problem. Yeah.
it it really really is we we had a guest on a, for um, almost a week ago i think eric uh, wason and eric the neck wason and the tokenomic tokenomics guy from archway um and also one of the co-founders from astro vault and he he goes to great great lengths to like solve this problem and that's also why he has like a pretty basic non-wagami stance on on the most of the cosmos because of this problem you're mentioning mentioning right now i'm telling you so what, what do you ha what do all cosmos projects have in common it's shitty tokenomics exactly it really is it's like yeah we got a trillion tokens here and we're gonna hyperinflate it so everybody gets dumped on that's like tokenomics 101 in the cosmos yeah and also let's pair everything up to a dex token right so we, yeah. make, so we make sure that everything else goes down. Yeah, that's awesome. Not the, I mean, it depends on which perspective you're looking from. You know, from the from the Dex perspective, great, they're making bang, but everybody else kind of not. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right. But like, if you build something and you are proud of what you're building, you want it to last, right? So, like a decks that is set up in this way probably not gonna last for very long couple of, a year or two maybe i don't know three five yeah probably probably you're right but you know different people have different intentions i think that's something to keep in mind especially in crypto absolutely absolutely so so guys, I, I am back I, i'm gonna have some good news in a second but uh finn just uh obviously can't come up tonight he's having technical issues again like a pleb he did uh, ask about, uh, well, for Sen, about kinetic money that was on Terra pre-crash. Were you aware of those, guys? Yeah, I was. And it's such a shame that nobody is picking up the work. It was like my favorite project on Terra. It was, it was so cool. You could borrow against, so you could, can, could put in USDT, and borrow against the future anchor yield of UST and get more bucks out. So for example, you could build this around really any yield bearing asset. You could, you know, low brainer is just do it with Mars. You put in some dollars in Mars and, and they get yield, you know, obviously. And then you borrow against the future yield of your US, or US dollar deposit in Mars and get more US dollar without any liquidation risks. It's fucking brilliant. And if nobody's picking it up and you know i happen to find the time i'm gonna continue this because this is like such a cool project well i mean he did he did make some comments and because he is a regular uh contributor slash uh, pundit panelist uh, he said uh he's not sure if they're still building or not uh but it was like gonna be they're like a really not, cool way. no no uh, they're not it was, it was gonna be like a cool way to buy like laptops and shit yeah yeah man like what is it? He says you, you just could take out the take out the the loan for the cost of the product, and then the smart yeah, contract exactly. return it back based on the yield. Yes. So you were you were putting in UST, and the the protocol put the UST into Anchor and got the twenty percent yield on it, and then you could loan against your dollar, and get more dollars, and you could you know in general do this with with any yield bearing asset, and that's freaking cool. Do they, do you know, like with these Dijon players though, like what's your, 
your your risk management. I'm wondering. Uh, I mean, saying I know you're a lot calmer these days, right? Uh, like uh, Don, for example, all right. Like so, Don, you know, you look at your net worth of your portfolio or whatever, and like, like, how do you manage your like kind of risk or whatever, dude? Have you got like percentages that you'll clear with certain things? Have you got a percentage in stables all the time? Have you got dry powder put aside? What do you? How do you play it? Yeah, like, like hedging everywhere. Yeah, I always have stables, and I, um, I keep basically like sixty percent of my portfolio is Bitcoin and ETH, and then uh, probably like good, yeah, maybe twenty, yeah, twenty percent is in like uh, some couple blue chips, like like Ave and Curve. And convex and stuff like that and then uh i'll uh go down the risk curve with 20 percent of my portfolio so like you're proper you're proper bad Dijon players right well i'm not saying bad but like these crazy ones that you know being pumping oh, ridiculous percentages. <laughs> like do you say like all right well i can i can afford like five percent of my portfolio like just to be a fucking Dijon with or is it is it yeah. lower amounts or what no, so it's a, it's a, I, I, I'll up my uh, position the more I get confident in the protocol, right? So, uh, yeah, I got Conic CNC, which is built from the curve devs, uh, at sixty cents. Yeah, it went up to twelve dollars, currently sitting at like six. So I got a twenty x um, on that one. Easy. And then uh, Sunny Finance. Sunny Finance, I got uh, at two cents. It went up to forty-two cents at its at its peak. Uh, it, and it also, it was, it was giving insane APY when it came out. It was like four hundred percent to to stake Sunny. And then and then you get the high yield for the lending and borrowing. I was just describing. And, and, and like I ended up. Uh, being being able to understand all of its like movements in terms of technical analysis, and it it, it became super easy to swing trade. I, I like I yeah, I literally so w- once I knew its movements, uh, I I decided to put ten grand in, <laughs> and uh, two days later. It, it was it was sitting at a uh, double what I put in, so it was nine thousand dollars. Next morning, essentially, it was seventeen thousand, and I pulled the seven. Oh, very nice. That's that's one thing I was going to ask you. When it comes to like looking at your initial or whatever, or what you take out, what you're like willing to let ride. You know, everybody has like different theories and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about yourself? Have you got like hard and fast rules, or do you just play it by ear? Yes. Yeah, so, so, so what I like to do, as as I w- once I get a two x, I'll take my initial out. So I'm playing risk free, and then uh, from there, from there, I'll I'll scale out of the position, depending on how much the pump is. Right. So if it pumps like a hundred percent, I'll pull like ten percent out, and I'll scale out like that. So, so Don, this is something that I always like. I love to ask people, right, who've had successful portfolios or whatever. Uh, as your portfolio is growing, right, it, when it, when monetary value, or whatever, right, 
have you like you know what what about your, your tolerance for kind of risk like the more your portfolio grows is it like more capital like preservation is the number one thing or do you find yourself like ah oh, well i'm doing well so i can like be a little bit more risky you know it, it, it's both it, it's both really yeah For, but absolutely yeah the more money you get the more you just want to conserve it and, and not put it at risk yeah i think everybody so, learned in his first bull bear cycle that making money is one thing but keeping your money is another thing yes maintaining it right exactly and i mean not having a position you know for half a year that is a position actually right and, um, yeah, well said two words two words you never want to fucking hear is fucking unrealized gains isn't it <laughs> well i mean is there anybody in the audience who didn't get r totally wrecked at some point because he's a greedy asshole for me i got wrecked on uh, anger but not bloody put me money in it but on the fucking token oh man i was shilling anger as well like as, as late as like april I was like, oh, this and Thor Chain, these are two nice little players now. Anchor was doing quite well and all, but then fucking hell. Like, it wasn't that much, like about three and a half grand or something on Anchor. Enough for me to care, though. Syncom, you just pointed, pointed at the top and I bought that. What did I do? You can just point at any top in the whole wild world. And, and bought I, I bought that. Yeah, I bought it. Uh, yeah, my typical advice to, to you know, new people is whatever you're doing do the fucking opposite of it if you think you're buying sell everything no it's, it's so true like about like so two months ago uh my buddy michael in in our spaces in celsius came in the space and he was uh he was just kind of saying oh crypto's dead nobody wants to touch it blah 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 and I, I literally said to him, I was, like, I was like, Michael, you're a walking buy signal right now. And once I said that, I was like, I, I literally started entering <laughs> positions. And it literally was the bottom. <laughs> it was so amazing. I mean, another, I mean, let me think about another buy signal. I think it's parents asking about how is your crypto stack doing? I had that con I actually had a conversation this morning with my my mom about crypto and she was like she she made the conversation about being young and being open and like when she got older she her openness for new things became less and less and less right and then I looked at her and said like but what about fiat money and banks like what is the history there are you open for <laughs> For that history to change, I don't think it's gonna repeat. And then she looked at me. I was like, "Yeah, that's not probably gonna change." And then we talked about how, yeah, debt money was created through debt and all that. But it's difficult, right? Also, like when you say it with the parents and everything, it's it's very very new. And just to explain something as DeFi to somebody that has no idea what crypto is, man, good game, GG. Yeah, no <laughs> chances. Like speaking in a language. I had to show Absolutely. my grandparents, you know, if, if you're on an iPad and you hold the power button, you know, the slider appears where you can, you know, turn it off. And they were like, it's not turning off. It says turn off and nothing's happening. I'm like, Grandma, you have to slide it. Oh, well. 
<laughs> As you take like the iPad down on the floor and slide it across the room. Or there was another one. So the, the iPad wasn't some kind of um, with a keyboard, you know, this, you know, um, hull and, and a keyboard attached to it. And the, the screen turned for some reason. So it was upside down. And she called, she called like, oh, oh, Sancom, <laughs> I can't, I can't work with my iPad. It's upside down. What do I do now? <laughs> so, good luck explaining crypto to, to anybody yeah. older than 30, I guess, unless they're like really technically inclined. The best one I've heard ever was uh, a grandma calling to, to her I'd, uh, IP provider, internet provider, right? And she was so, so, so sad. And she said, I'm very, very sorry, but my husband deleted the internet. I don't know what to do. And it was just because he took the shortcut on the desktop and put it into the paper bin on the computer. <laughs> and she literally thought he deleted the internet. Hey, Robo, what, what, uh, what got you into crypto? COVID, mate, losing my job, pretty much, and living in a foreign country with a, a wife and five dogs, like, and a time misses, you know, I'm not on, like, the most fantastic salary in the world, like, I'm decent, like, or forward, but, you know, I'm not going to lie around and be a bum, am I? Just literally, like, dude, my salary got taken away, like, overnight, like, for, like, nearly best part, like, four and a half months or something. Didn't work from uh, didn't work from March until July, so I was just like, ah, fuck it, come on, let's go. And I've just had a laugh along the way and become, I like you a lot, addicted, Dejan in me on little way, you know. But I man, yeah. I had no choice. The weird thing is, Don, I've told this story before. The weird thing is, right, because uh, I've been in Thailand ten years, right. So when I used to work at this like weekend school. There'd be like 25, 30 teachers, right, from all over the world. It was one of the biggest in Bangkok. Uh, above the British Council, we had like three floors or something in this massive uh, massive tower, right? And I remember uh, 2013, uh, this kid, like he was this Scottish kid, he's like, hey, hey, he's not seen this Bitcoin, he's not into this. And like he was right into it. And he ended up losing his shirt on it. Because obviously he was new, you know, I was doing the first bull cycle, wasn't it? And I, I just remember my memory was him getting wrecked. He actually like left work and left Thailand, not after that, long after that, you know, split up his missus and everything. It's like apparently lost his shirt on it. And then there was this other kid, like 2017, and same school, same situation. And he was like, Are you not saying all this, man? Like, it's going off, man. I've just made like this. And he's like making like loads of fucking money, like 1800 bucks or something he made like in a few days, whatever. And again, I just wrote it off, dude. So like twice my bias of like scam, internet money, fake shit. Like, I don't know, Bitcoin never had the greatest reputations, did it? With like fucking Silk Road and all that sort of shit, right? It was like, if you were listening to MSM back in those days, like mainstream normal people, like kind of, even though I wasn't mainstream normal, but weren't really paying much attention to crypto. So I wasn't going to miss out this time. You know, this was the one when I was like, and my missus is like, oh, I'm just put a hundred, a uh, hundred K in there, uh, some crypto. She bought like loads of BNB at like 50 bucks, right? She put like hundred K bought in like what, two and a half thousand dollars or something just over. And uh, I was like, ah, fuck it. Right. She's gone in, fuck it. I'm bailing in. And then I just did some research and that too long I spent on the research, but then I 
did the usuals, Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, DAR. Then I bought Lincoln Dot. Then I started just fucking, right, going all in on DJ and shit like fucking BSC coins, fucking flipping them on Pancake Swap, like on fucking Dextools charts on the fucking one and three minuteers. Just fucking, you know what it's like, dude, when you've got to make a living, right? Yeah, dude, that's like that you just said, like the exact route, like everybody goes, I think. Like quit buying chain link and everything. <laughs> Bro, was it your space when I explained, like, literally, the reason, the only fucking reason I called uh, Lincoln Dot Tops was to put and pay the mortgage. I had zero left, dude, right? Uh, I'd been in, like, like, crypto for a while. All my money was in crypto, and basically, I had to, like, sell something, right, to be able to pay it. And Lincoln Dot were on my uh, Thai exchange, and, I mean, they were fucking pumping. Like what, uh, late April or whatever it was, like forty odd bucks or something. I was gonna pay the mortgage for uh, for me, and that's the only fucking reason, dude. I sold them, and I'm like, wow. But uh, I remember, like, when I first invested, I got like a cheeky little three X on XRP quite quick. Like, I had some nice little like gains back in the early days. Like, it seemed to be easy at first, you know. It's fucking not the wizard. Yeah, but what what like really like caught my attention. Was one staking was, was a new concept to me. That that was pretty cool. But that like what really got me is like so so when I'm this maybe couple. Well, this is middle. This is DeFi summer, right? Like I was saying, um, there's this coin that came out which it, which was RFI reflection, and it was the first token to do the reflection mechanism where you turn the slippage up and uh, some of the transaction gets split and airdropped in everyone's wallet right so that's what i mean by programmable money i, I was like because you could just l buy this token look at it in your wallet and see more just getting airdropped in every time a transaction happens it, 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 that that I got a hundred X on that token. Got it at point zero zero three. It it went to three dollars. I ended up selling it at like one forty eight or something because I was like like new, but like uh yes, it it, it 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 like it just changed my perspective on on things. And uh yeah, crypto can teach you a lot. It's pretty pretty fascinating. Honestly, crypto is a great teacher. You know, everybody in the outside thinks we're just shit posting every day and, you know, wasting money on animal, to animal tokens. And that's true. But at the same time, we're so much far ahead of the curve, you know, with learning all this new tech, you know, working with, you know, people across the whole globe for a common goal. I mean, it's insane. Bro, it's 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 magical, honest to God. Even this uh, shit, like with the the Dow stuff, man. I just feel like I'm playing with like technology from the future, you know. Me, pleb, like and us, our little gang, like you know, doing what we're doing, the NFTs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, like, gonna run a business out of it, like, and and make a success of it, dude. It's 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 enabling us and empowering us, like greater than anything in fucking history. And people haven't played around with Dow Dow and figured out just how important and crucial this is moving forward. Even if somebody starts copying pasta on other chains, as you know, or as Finn likes to say, enterprise beta dance down, whatever. But man, it's like you're it's like you're from the future. 
Still crypto now, man. And it's fucking changing every day, right? Yeah, I've never experienced such a such an awesome community as crypto has. It, it's it's wild. Totally. I mean, every day I wake up and I'm wondering why the hell can I find like people in in the in the in the real world like like this, you know, next door. It's it, it's crazy. Like it's such an amazing community, and it's. I wake up every day and I'm like, "Wow, what a great day to kill it and to fucking grind on it." Yeah, oh. that just shows you how 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 like early we are, right? Like it's crazy how you, if you were to talk to a random person on the street, they would have no idea what DeFi is. And they would probably kill you if they knew how much money you were making. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And ah. make so smelly memes alongside and have so much fun while they're working. Okay, that settles it. I'm going to move back in with my parents. <laughs> Good choice, man. Right. I've got an update here, guys, uh, on DowDow, on NFTs, on the exclusive one-on-one for Sen. Uh, right. I didn't realize, but we just put the prop up. We managed to execute it with five of six uh, votes. Right. However, I never realized that uh, the transaction itself, even though you've executed the kind of prop, that NFT is still not going to show uh, send for 23 hours. It's got like a little uh, clock ticking down on it. I didn't realize that. I thought it was like instantaneous, but it's not. Do you know what I mean? It executes, but like, but like. Well, the gesture is all counts, you know, and it will be there. Yes. So on, uh, well, I've, uh, by the way, you can't send it to a validator uh, address, by the way, but I did send it to the uh, White Whale Treasury for safekeeping for now, bro. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So, congratulations, Ambedo. This is like, again, another first, like, dude, because we, you know, Jacob hasn't got it there. We can't send it. So this is our first one. So Ambedo, well done, son. You're in the history books, kid. Same with Nixon with the uh, audio NFT. Don't know if anybody knows, but we uh, we uploaded the first audio NFT to Dow Dow yesterday. I thought it was to Juno, but then I found out Sky Monks did some on loop, and I didn't realize so. But anyway, we've got the Clinton fame of the first uh, like exclusive podcast NFT for Sen, and then we've got the audio fucking Rack FM making waves, man. And this has been a great show tonight, Bruce, hasn't it? Absolutely. I'm learning so so many new words. I fucking love it. <laughs> and also, it's nice to talk with Sencom, the dude who built the tool that stabbed Raccoon. But, like, it's really nice that there's all water under the bridge, man. He got a good DeFi brain. I love this space. Yeah, man. I'll be honest with you. That that was one of the things that about the, the, the hacks. Like, at first, I was, like, pissed off. Like, just pissed off it was done. But then Moll's attitude was, like, just first class. He's like, bro. Our fucking code, we wrote the code, like the book stops with us, like just totaling up like like hey, we're shutting it down, we're going back, like you know. I think that you guys reached out saying or they reached out to you or whatever, right? I don't know. I, I think I don't know who reached out. I know there were some smelly comments on um on Twitter, and I don't know if it's been you or us to reach out. But anyway, so since since you're deploying contracts on Megaloo, that means we're officially, you know, partnered up. 
if you want it or not. So oh, bro, I can't help. Yeah, can't it is wait. what it is. And nobody, yeah, nobody's probably even went and peeped the uh, Rack FM official banner today. So, uh, guys, if you haven't looked, uh, Brasco did a, uh, a banner upgrade, and then we uh, we got a nice little sponsor for tonight. Uh, so, yeah, peep the banner and have a look, and you'll see. Said man, I'm telling you now. Imagine if we were deployed on like five, six, seven, eight chains, and that happened. That was the best thing that could have ever happened to raccoons. That you know that, yeah. I can imagine, and you're happy to help you on this. You know, we got this. I'm telling you guys here this. So, back in the days, like almost a year ago, we had this whitewell vision of you know becoming interchain protocol and deploying on different chains, and you know we did. You know, we're live on five chains. We got the decks, the flashlines everywhere, and we're building this out for more. But now with Migalu, we're building an, a freaking army, a whole army of teams conquering the cosmos, building cross-chain applications. We got Backbone Labs, we got Ares, we got Black Panther. You know, Raccoon, gonna, I'm going to lose my money on all the chains now. It, it's, it's freaking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. Bro, if you were to sum up, right, in like just a sentence or two, if you were to sum up what's the biggest differences between Migaloo and June or as public permissionless uh, SDK chains, what would you say is the biggest difference? Uh, we have a core product. It's that plain and simple, isn't it? I like it. That that's exactly <laughs> doesn't get any plainer and simpler, more accurate than that. Like, yeah, I mean, we have the Whitewell protocol, and that's the flagship app of Megaloo. And you know, tokenomics are built around this. Tokenomics are built around, you know, the Alliance module from from Terra. So we have a clear direction where we want to go. It's not like, yeah, it's a permissionless chain. Do whatever you like. I mean, you can. You know, it's a permissionless chain. You can do whatever you like. But um, you know, us, the white whale team, the teams building with with us, we have a vision. We have a you know, marching direction, marching direction. Talking about Terex, I know you ex Terra guys. What about this enterprise DAO? Because uh, Finn never stops stops talking about enterprise. You know, I am aware of this. I, I didn't have the chance to talk with them yet. I think someone else from 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 our team did. Um, it, it's quite a cool thing. It's like some. They're building warp and enterprise, which is like some kind of automation and DAO DAO kind of thing. Um, haven't looked into it to be frank, but I think um, they're doing a good job. The TFL is usually what they're touching is high quality, typically. Like the new station wallet, it, it's insanely nice. Uh, Alliance is, is freaking awesome. So I, I think warp and enterprise are going to be in success. One of the things that amazes me is how, like, uh, Terra and Terra 2, obviously, how they managed to just keep all those developers and, like, fucking loads of shit's being built over there. Like, I get I get surprised because I don't spend a lot of time over there. Then when Finn, like, tells us about something, I'm like, fucking hell, man, there's just, there's a big team of devs over there saying still, right? I'm telling you, one of the most, and I just learned this this year, I think, one of the most important things in crypto right now, and I think, it will be for the next you know, couple of years is community. Like you have a dedicated bunch of DGENs that just go all in no matter what. And I get the same vibes with, with the Raccoon guys. I have the same vibes with the Backbone Labs team, the Whitewell community as well. Uh, the Kujira community has a you know, crazy, you know, crazy army. And I think that's for the next couple of years, one of the most important metrics for me. 
And that's why we keep building. You know, and you know, these communities they kind of flock together. You know, in hard times, you know, they get together. And now we did. You know, now we got Backbone Labs together with the Skeleton Punks, White Whale. You know, the Rack Guys. You know, the crazy crazy kids coming together. Correct, correct. And you know something as well. What accelerates this is when we say like what I call the higher ups. You know, the upper echelons. You know, in the like inclusions and informal systems, and and you know. You see all of the like backroom dealing and this one getting this payoff because of this and totally going against policies like getting grants for work, but also getting like ICF delegations at the same time when it's like totally against the rules and policies. And it's like, dude, like when we see this kind of like stuff of like the higher ups, the upper echelons, I'll call them right in IBC, like just doing what the fuck they're like shitting on people or dumping on people where they're like and then the grassroots people come along in it. It completely changes the mindset. It's like, ah, these are the guys I want to hang with. Fuck these other people. I've got just got no time for them. I want to chill with like the cool kids, you know? Yeah, the crypto community grows like so organically. Like you, you really do have like such awesome characters. It, it's it's great. Oh, bro, we have some shit with politics over here, though. I tell you, Don, man. But when if I would make a recommendation to anybody, be stay away from bloody governance. Once you get involved, it's like, oh, it's worse than like living with a wife who fucking hates you or something, isn't it? You know what I mean? There's hardly anything worse than that. Might as well kill oh. yourself or get a new wife, you know? Get a new wife. That's the option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just say goodbye to have your bags and get a new wife. Yeah, why not? And you know, the nice thing is, you only need your net ledger around your neck that contains your bags already. Or up your ass, like, uh, what's he called? Bitlord, remember that? When he got raided off the cops and he shoved his uh, two ledgers up his ass. Oh, bro, it was insane. They didn't even take his phone, man. And he was taking selfies in the lift going down with the cops and that. It was fucking brilliant. He's crazy, that kid, man. Fucking crazy. Crazy kids telling you. Well, I mean, if you've got a few million on a ledger and the cops are coming, I mean, you know, I'll be tempted. <laughs> tempted? Well, bro, you wouldn't think twice, man. I'd do it for 5K on a ledger, me. I don't give a fuck. And that's if the ledger was three foot wide. <laughs> I'm telling you guys. So the dildo of consequences rarely arrives looped. And I think that's a perfect example. So oh, your man's got jokes as well. Oh my god, I wish Finn was here. He'd be cracking up right now. I can see the emojis kicking off. Fucking hell. I so uh so Don, uh your your spaces, yeah. We we talked about this a little bit though on the unrecorded one the other day. How how long you been doing these for, Don? Are your spaces since uh is it just since Celsius or were you doing them before? No, it started because of Celsius. Uh, probably somewhere, I think about eight months, maybe. I walk in, you build up like quite a little, I'm not going to say a cult following, like, but you've got like a regular for an audience in there, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, the, the we have a lot of regulars, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, we've all just bonded over a situation that we can only relate to ourselves, right? We're all going through the same type of. Uh, loss in a way. We all got our money robbed from us. 
we all got rugged by Sevi. So, uh, and how 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 did these like marathon like ones come around? Where like you know you'll go and have like an hour's sleep or something. I mean, obviously you've got like the third longest space ever, forty four hours, totally blitzed us, right? So, can you explain like me like? How did this marathon spaces come around? Second, second longest spaces, first of all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so what it was is when Celsius first froze the accounts and went into bankruptcy, they went radio silent, like for a good, I want to say two two to four weeks, I, I would think. And uh, so Twitter is where you get your news for crypto. Yeah, for sure. So I was just, you know, looking on Twitter to see if I could find anything. And uh, I saw someone holding a Celsius space. And it wasn't Celsius holding it. It was just the uh, community member. And um, so I went in there and, like, it was the first time um, we kind of got together and started discussing, like, all right, we need to figure out what's going on. Um, and like when our court dates were and stuff. Uh, so yeah, after that, they would only, it didn't happen again for like another couple, couple of days or so. And um, so, so I decided to hold, hold one. And when I, when I did that, I didn't mean for it to turn into like a 24 hour thing. It was just how it worked was there's people all around the world in different locations and different time zones that got stuck in this. So like we would keep it going 24 hours because people would be popping in at all, all, all hours. Um, and it, cause it was such a big community and we just kept the, the, the information flowing because nobody knew what was going on. And, uh, yeah, it just became a thing. Like, people literally got so close to the space that they, they listened to it going to bed, right? It's almost like a necessity for people to be able to keep up with that news cycle 24-7. That's what we've been talking about is, like, there's nowhere else, like, Twitter spaces for 24-7 constant, like, news update. I mean, you can spin a space up in, like, what, 10, 15 seconds if you want, you know? It's really easy, like. Right, you're seeing news in real time. They're, you're getting news on here before it hits the news stations. Like, it's incredible. Well, look at the FTX uh, hack weekend. I mean, that's when we did our 35-hour one, right? Uh, which obviously pales you know, into insignificance compared to yours. But, uh, hey, Sen, what do you think about that, dude? Second longest space ever at uh, 44 hours continuously, Sen. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> It's freaking insane. Did you guys do this? Don did. Don did a 44 hour one. We did a 35 hour. That's really big dick energy. <laughs> the the person who has the longest space was 81 hours. Probably also has the longest, you know, whale. King <laughs> <laughs> Kong schlong. Long dongs. I... Uh, I have no idea though, because you know, as, as you know, you can have obviously a couple of co-hosts, right? But the very fact that there's only one host, and it is solely dependent, like on that person, like not Ruggen, 
or their device running out. Or but you, I mean, eighty-one hours, you've got to have like multiple devices. You couldn't keep one device going. You'd have to be switching between like tablet and phone, but keeping the same space. You know, fucking not easy that. It's called the juggle, the Twitter juggle. I wonder what Don's sleep was like. Was it just like a couple hours, Don, or did you have like a proper batch, like a stint? During that 44-hour period? Yeah, yeah. How much sleep did you manage to get? I I didn't sleep. Fucking what? That that was like um, probably like that was when like we're most active um, trying to get involved in like making a plan for Celsius. and just so much was going on that like new information was coming out constantly and you had the the groups were were large uh for 24 hour periods so we I, I would just keep it going and sometimes yeah i just ended up like uh forgetting about time essentially fucking hell bro that's insane and I bet yeah, I bet you've never got bored either. I bet you know when the Celsius thing was kicking off, right? That's the thing, yeah, yeah. It's like it, it, it wasn't, um, it wasn't something I needed to do. It was something I, I wanted to be doing, right? Well, bro, that's how I was kind of started. So it was kind of mad, and I'm glad you mentioned about the time zones because that's something that like Rack FM, like what we did, like straight away a couple of weeks ago when we got serious, was like right, you know, Asia. Europe, East East Coast USA, like West Coast USA, right? Okay, we've got like now a little global like ring where we, you know, we're not that many hours behind each other. Uh, and, and you need that, right, bro? But our, ours came about literally, uh, Gainsey's like, should I pull a foot for the culture on? I'm on night shift. I'm like, yeah, come on, dude, I'll help co-host. We jumped in, we were in about 15 minutes, a few people came up, right? And then the FTX, the FTX hack started like happening, the wallet started getting drained. And none of them knew it was on. And I was on the tablet as well as talking to them on the phone. And I'm like, fuck, dudes, you're not going to believe this. And I just started like reporting the news. And then I was like, right, I'll be back in a bit. And they're just chatting shit about loads of stuff. And then I come back in with more news and it just grew, dude, from there. Like we ended up getting a fair few fucking listeners and that. I think we had like uh, about 18 co-hosts or something to get us through. Don, you screenshotted your stats. Have you got a screenshot of them? Have you? You'll have to screenshot that forever. I'd have that up on the wall if I were you. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I've had a bunch of co-hosts along the way. They're all they're all great though. Well, I'll go. I want to go. get my stats. <laughs> oh, dude, you got a solid crew. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to find out if Brucey had anything to ask, but guys, I have sent a couple of invites. Uh, if anybody's got any questions, if these guys wouldn't mind, they've been fantastic. Uh, guests for tonight i must say i've really enjoyed the crack tonight like totally fucking cool as fuck two hours is like bang nearly gone you know if anyone's got a question though guys put up a request we'll bring you straight up and ask your question whatever you want hey you got two DeFi Dejans here and see we've got uh donna kryptonian oh joe's just joined us but we've got spit of we've got dasha mr fox there's loads of years in here tonight do you want to come I up i got a question hey go ahead bruce yeah, man. So I would just like to hear what are you, your guys' top two coins at the moment, top two projects you're most excited for, except your own Sencom. And if DeFi Dawn goes first? Uh, I would say Sunny and Mayor Finance. 
Sunny Finance and Mayor Finance. So and if you just could give, if you just could give like a quick why. Why? Um, because their community is is true DGens and they're, they're um, um, yeah, they're act, they're actually stick sticking around and uh, partaking in governance and stuff. Uh, it's just a, a, a small small community but real DeFi degens and um yeah so if they're the lending borrowing protocols and they they're earning me a lot of yield and just uh really really user-friendly ui ui and uh great tokenomics really is what it is don do you think there's more to come out of uh carver though dude more players like this if like you were I, early on these we, we're late but do you think other stuff will come out Oh yeah, I think Kyle's going to attract a lot more liquidity than people are expecting. Um, Uniswap is integrating Kava, so that'll uh, do some damage for sure. Um, well, the battle of Cosmos EVMs continues, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Honestly, Kava uh, looks like a pretty good—not financial advice, but it could be a pretty pretty good buy. It's got. A low supply, and it's not even a billion dollar market cap. It's like five hundred. I think it's like four hundred thousand. I mean, four hundred million. What's the uh, what's its FDV again? Do we know? Oh, no, I've never checked. I would have to go and have a look at that again. Um, I think all of its tokens are out, so it would be. Yeah, it is. It's it'd be for around rough, roughly four hundred million. Yeah. I okay. So there's no unlocks, there's no dumps, unlike some other things. I'll tell you what, like Brian's got me kind of put on bullish on Carver, like because I mean the guy's proper serious, you know, and he's uh, responsible for a lot of what's well not him but the company's responsible for a lot of stuff like going on over there, like the drives and that, you know. And uh, you know, a lot of the time you back like people and that, you know. And last night he's like, you don't even know half the stuff that's about to come out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe it. Is he in the first week of Kava? I mean, Mayor launching on Kava. Cosmos did eight x the transactions it did the prior week. Yeah, that number was crazy. I saw that. I was in disbelief at that. I know. But then it kind of made sense, actually. Yeah, dude. I think there's a lot of us over here, though. Unfortunately, we've had like a lot of validators to listen to. You know. So, like, you know, Kava's always had like a bit of a dirty name as its blockchain itself. But well, that doesn't mean that to say there's not shit hot protocols like building on top of it, you know. Right. Yeah. See, see I didn't really even know anything about Kava before uh, I jumped on Mare and Vera. Um, what it was is, it's it's the same devs as Sunny Finance. Um, the UIs are literally the same, and it. Uh, Andre Crondu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, and the whole setup is the same, like the. The DEX goes along with the lending and borrowing protocol. Like so, if you're if you're staking Mare, you're earning eighty percent of the Vera uh, protocol fees. So, like, uh, it's kind of like a, <clears throat> and lenders get paid for by borrowers. Borrowers get paid by lenders. So it's real yield. It's it's yeah. That's what's amazing. And they add the the block emissions as the extra incentive. 
Yeah, dude. When you said it was Andre Cronje, I was like, oh, I'll fucking hardly pay attention there. Is he? Uh, is he actually like named on the project, or is he doing it under like an, a non account or what? They state his name in, in the white paper. His name's on the white paper. Oh well, yeah. Like he's got, got a section. They got a section about about uh, his vision for it. Oh, the man's a genius. Dude, he's a genius. Everything he touches seems to turn to gold. Yeah, it was a bit weird when he stepped away. That was uh that was a bit of a weird moment. And then you saw what like happened with Danny. That was a bit of like a fucked up time we went through there, right? We're fucking arm and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he, so, he built a lot of shit. Like he phantom, right? Oh dude, he's the mastermind behind it. And a few other things and all. The fucking swap uh, the swap was him as well, wasn't it? Uh, Brucey, did you did you get your answer? Then are you going to go and buy some coins? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got... yeah, I just need to like uh, quit the lease on my apartment in the city, and then I'm good to go, man. So I just want to hear from Sencom also what his top two choices are, except anything Migaloo. Well, I'm going to tell you the Migaloo shit anyways, even though you don't want to hear it. So obviously, you know, Whale. I mean, we've been building for a long time now in the shadows product just launched chain we got so many cool people working with us and i think the market cap is below a million right now so um let that sink in not financial advice um but outside of whale my top two projects i know this is a cosmos space so people won't like it it's it's one chain link and two eth those are my top two picks. Oh, bro, we're like. not Cosmos Spaces. We're anything you want spaces, us, man. Well, anything you want space, then I stay by my word. It's, it's Link and ETH. Is, uh, is, are you into Link? Because uh, Timmy brainwashed you or what? I brainwashed Timmy. Oh, you did. So you're responsible for the last, like, 18 months that we've had of getting Chainlink rammed down our throat every day. <laughs> Nah, so actually the, the funny story is so um Timmy was shit posting some you know 4chan-ish biz meme about Link and I knew it. So I reached out to him, you know, I know this. Stop this shit. We're not doing this. And I was like, oh man, and then we became friends. Uh that's like I think more than a year ago. Oh, he's yeah. one of the original Link Marines. Oh, sorry, Don. I'm just saying Timmy's one of the original Link Marines uh, out of the IBC crew. I was just going to go on, Don, yeah? No, nothing. I was just going to say you can never go wrong with ETH. Correct. I think it's probably far more viable asset than bloody Bitcoin. Like, Well, I, I think you in the bear market, if you just buy Bitcoin, ETH, and Link, I think you will outperform 90% of all venture funds and all day traders and all degen gambler swing traders. I'm not saying, you know, if you know your shit, you shouldn't, you know, trade or DeFi gamble or what. But if you don't know your shit and if you're not financial advice, I think if you just buy those three spot, one third each, you're going to outperform 90% of everybody in the space. Bro, I'd be honest with you guys here, right? I mentioned like about my wife before, right? I'll tell you this now. I was trying to be a fucking Dijon, like uh, flipping stuff on like a 2X or a, or a fucking 3X, right? Thinking I was clever and trying to search out for new stuff and 
and my missus like just bought like a shitload of coins, cheap as fuck, like uh, B and B, Nia, Secret. She bought Secret as well. Funny enough, because it was one of the ones on the exchange. She liked the sound of. That's what she said. Like I like the sound of it. Crypto and a Secret sounds good to me. Supported like read nothing as well, and just sat on it and did far better than me. Like, like she literally like ten x me, just like sitting on and doing nothing, and letting me flap around like an idiot for like a few months. B and B, like I say, I think about forty five to fifty, she started buying, and like started shipping the lot at the top. You know, dude, you're a lucky man to have such a wife. <laughs> Not now, dude. It's fucked up. <laughs> We bought our we bought our house so that she wouldn't kill me, dude. And now uh, she lives in it now, a nice little castle. Robot spin again. Robot, robot's back down to four figures again. <laughs> oh, the right never ends. Enjoy it. Oh, bro, man. I uh, I've been through the longest divorce in history, right there, man. It took like over a year and a half. Fuck. Everybody, everybody in the group chat knew about it, man. Somebody. We were hoping every time you had to go down to sign the papers, man, we were betting on if you actually would get them signed. Or... Oh, it was the greatest thing. Somebody from the group chat uh, lives here in Bangkok, right? A mate of mine, and his nickname on Twitter is called Sin City. And uh, I said to me, Mrs., I said, Oh, Sin City's going to come as the witness. And we went there, and me fucking Mrs., man, she wasn't even thinking, right? My, my ex, she wasn't even thinking. And she told the woman, like the registrar woman, that his name was Sin City. And I'm like, she's like, oh, has he got his ID? Like, I said, oh, Simon. She's like, no, no, Sin City. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, she has, she added on the forms and everything, the witness forms. I'm like, oh, fucking hell. Darling, you better get a fresh copy. Like, <laughs> proper embarrassing moment. Never mind. Robo's divorce story. Nobody wants to know anymore, Bruce. Stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will. I, tell you I don't all, know if it- can we get uh, anybody got questions, guys, from the audience? Ben's going to be like, close it down, close it down. You know what he's like. Uh, I wonder though if Migaloo's been in touch with Coin Landon Page. Send come, you know, Coin Landon Page down there in the chat. Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, he's uh, yeah, he's building something, and he's like one of the biggest shillers out there, dude. He's coming uh, up now. He loves to. Oh, he's not as he thought. We nearly got away there, you know. Shit. Uh, never mind. He'll tell you what he's building, but he's he's going to take the opportunity to speak any project he can, like the little club. I have been summoned. Go ahead. I'm curious. Yeah. No. Uh, well, I haven't contacted uh, White Wheel yet, but uh, so coin coin landing page is uh, um, an effort to make the cosmos more discoverable and to inspire top notch web design. Um, if you're uh, uh, if you got time, I would really appreciate you go over to coinlanding.page and look for the submit form to uh, like su- submit some data on White Whale, and then we'll get you up in the uh, in the directory. Shameless link, lovely. <laughs> well, hey, actually went through. Got a hustle. Got a hustle. Honestly, it's not my best day, but um, I'm doing my best here. I actually went through the uh, Migaloo paperwork uh, documentation today. I was having a, like a bit of sniff around. I might have a, a bit of a delve in there. I might think about doing a little write up. Like I might have to be in touch for any uh, public comments. You know, um, my DMs are always open for the smelly friends. 
But racks are going to have to get on there. We're going to have to sort our shit out. We've got bloody mediums coming out of our arses. I think we've got about 10 between uh, me and them. Got a right little stash of information we have. Rack FM's going to need a London page anyway. That's true. 100%. And, um, and I'm doing a little bit more at the moment than, than uh, just making a platform and collecting data um because i really want to push like a a more beautiful web within the ecosystem at the moment i'm actually uh helping dow dow create a a nicer um landing page as well as a noble oh interesting man's getting himself all over isn't he bruce he's got his little fat fingers in many little pies hasn't he oh big though he got fat fingers not little fingers that dude man they're long and they're grabby, and when you sleep, they're gonna crawl in your window like Slenderman and fucking pick your nose. And then he's gonna leave a little message. Go, oh, remember to check out Coin Landing Page. Nah, he's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, the hustle is real, man. I'm, I'm at the moment. I'm a little bit low energy because, like, it's it's such a struggle, man, to get in in contact with these teams and to get things moving. And uh, like, I'm I'm doing everything on my own, so it's a little bit of a uh Bro, also drains your energy holy shit i got a good suggestion you can make a landing page for your coin landing page maybe that will help spread the information <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> can i guys give you a little bit of I... alpha here you like alpha sorry what's the end of the space oh of course dude drop some alpha go on most definitely okay so the alpha is um I'm just coordinating with the PR team on the side, and we're gonna launch the airdrop for Atom stakers and in and Comdex stakers like within the next I don't know half hour ish. Oh, right. and you can go to to Migalu to um you know airdrop.migalu.zone slash Migalu and claim your sweet whales and you know liquid stake them or stake them or send them to any other chain we're on and dump them. Oh, it's all yours then. Oh, oh! I hope yeah, Finn doesn't yeah. mind. Just remind. Oh, sorry. Go, go on, coin landing page because this is yeah. really important. Can we tweet about it? Well, it's not live yet, so there's nothing to do yet. But um, I, I just said it, and you can do whatever you like with it. But the airdrop is live when it's live, and it's I hope in the next thirty minutes or something. You heard it's it here first. Thirty minutes of attention that I can get is good enough for me. <laughs> Well, we'll be doing a follow-up show like we always do, an unrecorded follow-up show, because obviously Finn's grabbed this one, yeah, and it'll be on there. Uh, guys, within like 48 hours, Finn's really good at this. There'll be a full, like, proper edited show with our song track on at the beginning. You'll hear, like, the audience clapping and laughing and shit like that, right? He produces them properly. But uh, it'll be on, on Rack FM. Just put in Rack FM, either Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes, or Spotify. Or if you want to get all the proper shit, Go over to turtlespaces.org forward slash rap hyphen FM. And you're going to see them all over there first and anyway. And like most of the artwork, but fiddle not mind, guys. Uh, I heard one of you mention this earlier, but not properly. And it was a, a topic we wanted to touch on. And this will be the last thing, if you don't mind. You just give me a short opinion. Right. Liquid steak and derivatives. On one hand, I've got people saying, oh, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. Blah, blah, blah. And then on the other hand, people are saying, oh, this is just like Dijon shit that like general plebs shouldn't be given like access to. 
like they don't understand like what a Dijon plate is. There seems to be right a split on LSDs and stuff, yeah. Uh, generally speaking, I mean, I'll go to you first, Sen, I know, because you're involved in shit like this, right? What, what's your uh, opinion on LSDs? I mean, are they the future or do they carry problems as, as well? Sure, they do carry problems, but it's a tool like like a hammer. And if you know how to use it, you can do great things with it. And if you're dumb, you're going to get a thick thump. So it, it's really... Um, I, I think with, with liquid staking, you shouldn't overdo it. Like liquid stake and then liquid stake the liquid staking token and then liquid stake the liquid stake liquid staking token. I think sooner or later you add up risk and that's going to blow up. But doing it once or twice, you know, when it makes sense, um, is a great thing. And, and just as an example, so we with White Whale and Mingala, we're utilizing liquid staking tokens for a very specific purpose. Namely, you, you know, we have this chain, you stake your whale, and you know, you got this alliance type of thing where. You stake whale, you earn atom. You stake whale, you earn Luna, Injective, Comdex. You know that's gonna li be live like in the next coming month or two. And you get whale inflation on top, and then you bind this, combine this in a liquid staking token that earns you whale inflation and this basket of assets. And then you can move the liquid staked whale to any of our satellite markets and earn the real yield on top. So you have like an apex asset that earns you like. Whale asset earns you the whole cosmos, and then you move it to the satellite markets and earn real yield on top. So that's a good use case because now we can, you know, secure the chain with most whale stake, and at the same time distribute our revenue from the satellite markets to the whale stakers, depending on where they stake to which satellite market. And now these kind of things that will be live in the next, let's say, one to three months, and that's going to be freaking exciting. I think that's a use case and where liquid staking tokens are great. But then, you know, adding adding layers and layers on top, I think you need to be careful with that. Fucking interesting, dude. I fucking could listen to you all day, you know, so fucking right, I could. I tell you, you could sing the phone book and I'll be there. I tell you, what do you reckon, Don? Uh, you heard that, yeah? Interesting stuff. But what about LSDs? Any opinions? Like them, love them, hate them? Yeah, I, I agree with everything he said. Um, I think it's a a great tool that you can use the value of your money without selling it, right? Like the value of your asset anyways. Yeah, and you can double up on the yield. So yeah, it's it's one it's one of the best tools in DeFi, really. Have you uh have you looked at those uh Somalia, uh vaults and stuff like uh Don that they've tried yeah. to like yeah, I was actually uh, when when they were on uh, Ethereum, I was getting a twenty percent yield on my stable coins over there. It was it was great, and uh, it was it was awesome actually too because the I earned it the yield in Somalia, and it ended up doing uh like a. a 2x, I believe. Um, so, yeah, everything I earned doubled. Oh, he's a great Asian, isn't he? We picked the right two people for the night, Brucey, didn't we? Yeah. Absolutely, man. Talking about degenerates. That's perfect. Yeah, but, uh, that's, what, what's cool about the, the liquid staking is so, so here's an example of one of the things I did with it. This is on uh, 
Ethereum though. So I took an Ethereum, uh, staked it on Lidow for a 5% APY, brought it over to Balancer, deposited it into LPs, earning it's a variable rate, so it's 7 to 13% APY. And then I bring it over to Aura Finance and deposit, well, stake it there and uh, earn a 10% yield. So I'm earning three different yields on three different platforms with one Ethereum. They're the fucking strategies, man. They're the badass boys. That's what people came for tonight. Looping, yeah. right? There's, there's some nice uh, little strategies looping if you've uh, got the balls and shit, right? Yeah, it's looping and uh, protocol hopping. And you can earn some some very nice yields by doing so. And you're also hedging in a way because you're earning three different types of tokens. So, yeah, yeah liquid staking is a beautiful thing. Well, I'm glad there. I'm glad I remembered to ask you about that because I heard someone say like uh, LSDs earlier, and I was like, "Oh, that was one of the fun things I meant to think of." Like that. Well, it was on the list to talk about. But uh, honest to God, gentlemen, this has been uh, absolutely class. Uh, I mean, dogs are going mad outside. If you can hear them, sorry. This has been absolutely brilliant, and we've been talking about this, guys. You know, we are trying to create like a little bit of kind of like so not not regular programming. But what we were thinking about is, because uh, we did try, guys, I'll be upfront. we did try to get three people on tonight, you two and someone else. That person's kind of ghosting us at the minute for, for whatever reason, but it would have been great to get them on. Uh, I'm trying to think of another good, like, DeFi foil, but maybe, yeah, uh, we were talking, maybe a few guys would be willing, like, maybe, like, once a month or something, we could, like, do this on a Friday or or even, like, a, you know, a different day if that would be better, but just maybe if we can add, like, one or two others. Who were on like the cutting edge of DeFi and shit. And I mean, Sends, you know, involved in like the building of a chain and the deploying of the protocols on the chain. And I mean, this is like really good. Uh, Bruce, this has been one of my favorites like tonight. This is what I would regard as a special, not like a weekly normal Friday show, right? It's been a fucking belter tonight. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like, I'm really, really, I'm really feeling inspired or starting to feel some aspirations. Because the, my 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 ride in crypto has been emotional. Let's say that it's been fucking hard, but I'm I'm glad I'm here, right? And it's all it's all lessons, right? And if if that money I've lost was the ticket or the price of the ticket to get here, then be it, man. I'm happy to be here. So thank you guys for all the inspiration, man. I'm not gonna start to look into some stuff, and I'm not I'm actually not joking about fucking moving back to my parents, because I think we're gonna hit a bull run. <laughs> very soon man I, and i want to have some huge bags that's gonna match real my... quick guys i need to interrupt the emotional talk here the airdrop is live oh boom there you go coin landing page tweet your heart out bro guys if you've got adam or comdex staked or you did have on the snapshot date uh when was the snapshot date rough... i think it was on monday i think comdex on monday and adam on tuesday Look at that, man. If you even just staked it, guys, over those days, bang, you'd have had an airdrop by now. Never, no, never way ahead of you, man. Already made that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been brilliant. Uh, and I can't wait for Sen or, well, the Migaloo uh, chain, hopefully, to tweet out that uh, NFT uh, tomorrow. I mean, 
I'll send you the, the, the original one uh, saying if you wanted to pull up the picture, but like if you want to wait for that NFT clearing and actually like show it in the treasury, that would be awesome. But such a privilege for us to be able to do that and kick off like, a you know, a, what's going to be like what I regard as like a serious partnership. You know, none of, none of us are fucking around. We know in the future, like we're going to be able to do some good shit together. That's a simple fact of life, you know, and we bring like good branding. We bring fun times and, you know, we're trying to do things. You know, we're trying to build. So, yeah, dude, great night tonight. Totally. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks Great for talking having to you guys. Um, great chat with you, Don. Um, hope to talk with you again and learn some the latest strategies. Absolutely. Hope to hear from you soon. Yeah, we'll get Don, uh, Don and you back on again in, a, in about a month, right? We'll, we'll try and get it because we've got the NFT roundtable bi-monthly. This will be a lovely little like monthly update or something like that, Don. Yeah, so we'll we'll pencil it in, dude. Oh, be just before we go, Sheldon's jumped up. Sheldon's uh, works for Nier. I don't know if you know him saying. I think Don does from the rooms. Uh, great guy. Hello, Sheldon. Hey, sorry to be uh, hangers on there for a minute. I was just filling out the coin landing page I, I realized i hadn't done one for octopus so I, I went ahead and filled that out um but yeah i gotta go check out this uh megaloo thing like i've been staking adam for a long time so i definitely gotta go catch up on that um nice thanks yeah appreciate the the heads up there absolutely and, and sheldon you saw uh you saw obviously the upgrade went through the other day on the hope yeah I did. I gave it a um, kind of like the one candle in the air, we and back to work kind of thing. Like I, I, I notified my <laughs> work of it. I was like, yay. And then, you know, yeah, as as you were. But, yeah. but in the chain account, in the chain accounts mean uh, outposts, right? Um, I, I haven't done the sufficient homework to, to speak on it uh, uh, adequately, I would say. But um. Yeah, I am looking forward to interchain accounts, but the um, uh, uh, there's not necessarily drawbacks for that. It's just there's there's a lot of confusion about account abstraction uh, right now. Flow was was bragging about account abstraction recently. I, I'm not trying to um, get too caught up because I'm not doing a good job, uh, sort of like surveying the landscape like I normally would. Uh, moving to to Bali has been great. I have been jet lagged for five days now, and I'm really tired. So I think I'm just getting out of that and going back to normal, hopefully tomorrow. And uh, and yeah, I got plenty to catch up on. Oh, bro, you need to go to my favorite little place, uh, Restaurant uh, 96, isn't it? Restaurant 96, and you want to get there, especially when you're hungover, get the chicken salad and uh, a, a bintang. Oh, brother, I'll tell you what, this chicken salad, I'll tell you what, dude, it will cure cancer. It'll bring you right back to life. You wouldn't believe it, mate. It's unbelievable. I thought literally I was just going to be in the grave, dude. And then I've had this chicken salad, man, and a, a, a what they call again, a lassie. Oh, dude, they've got the best lassies in Bali. 96, it's called, because I think it's on Street 96 or something. Just stuff like, you've got to look for it. Like, you'll not find it easy. It's not the main drag. Where are you? Cooter, yeah? Uh, I, I'm starting in Kangu. So, yeah, it's a big tourist area, and I'm just getting used to the motorbikes being all over the place. I've never driven on the left side of the road. So um, that's that's what's next for me. But there there is a, a bubbling crypto community here. I make sure to um, ask every person I bump into, you know, who I'm who I'm doing a transaction with. Do you accept Bitcoin? Everybody says no, uh, but most people know what Bitcoin is. Not everybody does. So um, it's nice to feel that like fresh impact of of walking around with something basic. 
and that's not to say that they should necessarily buy Bitcoin or that I'm a maximalist. I'm certainly not, but it's just an easy way to start. You know, the the odds of me finding someone who accepts Bitcoin for payment is, I think, higher than finding someone who accepts Ethereum, for example. So, yeah, that's been fun. Um, but yeah, I got here. I got to get to food or something. Bro, that's all right. I've, guys, we've got to wind it up because I'm getting messages off Finn. It's like 2.20 and that's his limit. Uh, and he's going to kick us off. But uh, Sheldon, I want to give you a piece of advice. Jesus Christ, be careful in Bali on the roads with a bike. E, my goodness. A truck nearly wiped like me and a bird off a bike, man, on a cliff. Bro, one of the closest moments of my life. I swear to God, you've got to be really careful, especially when you go up on the, like, the northern road. I'm walking. I'm walking. No, 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 no. I'm walking. No, not yet. <laughs> Uh, be careful. Be very, very, very careful. Just stick in like your own little local area. Don't like take the big things on until you're proper ready, you know. Anyway, guys, I wish we could go on. Uh, Sasha, I really apologize. We're going to spin up. Uh, I'm going to spin up one now on my own account anyway. Sasha, just after party, right, for the rest of the Dijons who want to come up and speak, etc. A few people are DM me. So, guys, yeah, finally, I just want to wrap it all up. Uh, Sam, Don, you've been legends. We'll get in touch. Thank you very much for blessing Rack FM. It's been one of our best shows ever, and I'm going to wind it out now, right? So, cheers to Brucey as well for co-hosting. All right, lads? It's the Rack Show, coming from the Rack Store. With this back in the Mac in the back floor. Let's go, chilling with raccoons by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I want to do is making dough, right? But I found this crew and doing alright We wreck will bitch, ready to fight So many raccoons ready for the boss life I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize Raccoon supply has the right price Giving you respect if it's likewise So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth mean smile Be wise, NFT wise, fuck with these guys It's the rack rap from the back lab Hundred NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack rap from the stash app Black will take a lead in this haystack It's the rack rap from the back lab Hundred NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack Blast that rack rap from the stash app Supplying the raccoons with a headbang rap Rack gang with the rack will slang Like a trash can hoodie with fangs and a gold chain It's either rack will or the red pill Best chill while we get into the first meal Best pill, best devs with the best skill No shill, all real, secret is a great deal Rack will insane, Shane better stand fast Robo shooting his tweets with straight facts Knowledge from the street, with the best plan yet Winston gotta eat if you retweet that Free of a life feed from the base camp McKenna always ready if you dare that Buying all raccoons for his rare stash Trash panda biker gang motherfucking hashtag It's the rack rap from the back lab Hundred NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack It's the rack rap from the back lab Hundred NFTs in my backpack Crazy rack rap from the stash app Rack will take a lead in this haystack Ten spaces.